Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of my tremendous, tremendous and just caring and loving listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And um, I just want to say, you know, I am so excited to be talking with you all today. Um, you know, as I, I did air last month, you know, and the, there's been so much, you can't even put enough emphasis on the soul that's been happening in our country, in our world since we last spoke. And, um, you know, once again, I want to say that, you know, we, you know, we're going to talk about things, you know, I kind of whittled it down to, um, you know, some important, um, discussions there. And, um, I appreciate that you guys have tuned into me and this is a beautiful day that God has given us. And, um, and I pray and hope that you all are out there doing just great since we last talked. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's been so much going on in our country, in our world, especially in our country. I mean, we don't even have to go outside of our country to, to just think about all of the things that's been happening here. But, um, you know, what am I going to say? As I said, we're going to talk about, you know, more important things is going to be a very, very interesting, uh, conversation with my uh, guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and also Michelle Kubis. She is a friend to the show and, um, and uh, she is president of Positive Potentials. So relax and stay tuned as I assure you that the topics um, that we are, are going to be discussing are going to be interesting, enlightening, controversial, and educational. So I am going to do something a little bit different here. I am not going to have my dinner table conversation suggestion this morning. I am going to do something called off the cuff. I'm going to kind of mix it up, you know, with dinner table conversation and then off the cuff. And so I'm going to have off the cuff. So I'm going to be bringing my guest on right now. I'm going to uh, bring on Reginald Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist, a friend to the show. He is also my brother, and uh, he's an exceptional commentary, and I just love it when he's here. Good morning, Reginald. Hi, good morning, and good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. Fantastic. And now my next guest is Michelle Kubis. She is also a feisty friend to the show, very knowledgeable, and um, I'm very happy to have her aboard again to be joining us in these conversations. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Teresa. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm all good. No complaints. Matter of fact, I'm great. Um, you know, no no complaints, no need in complaining. I'm just moving and grooving and and that's it. That's all I can say. Okay, you guys ready to get started? Yeah, that's all uh-huh. I expect from you. That's great. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So now, let's get with my off-the-cuff um, um, 
portion here. Now, the reason I'm calling it off the cuff is because it is something that, you know, came to my mind as I was, you know, resting in my thoughts. And I said that I will pose this question to my guest on my upcoming show, as I have not discussed this on my show before. And I also thought it would be an interesting subject to discuss, you know, so my listeners can hear it. And I also thought it would be, you know, something, you know, educational as well. Okay. And what I'm talking about is CBD. All right. Now, this seemingly craze that is potentially taking over many of the counter drugs and prescribed drugs that people are using for things like anxiety and depression and skipped heartbeats, for example. And, um, and, and it is like people are going back to nature. This is what I heard one describe. Uh, with CBD to look for more natural remedies, you know, for their ailments versus taking a pill for this and a pill for that. Now, in addition, I came across an interesting article titled CBD Oil Safe for Kids by Sally Kozimchak. She's the MSRD. And this was on 9-27-2019 and was published by Parents. Now, it states in part the following, originally, Michelle, that... um You've probably seen chatter online about cannabidiol oil, also known as CBD oil. Its popularity is growing as a remedy for issues some like chronic pain, anxiety, and side effects from cancer treatments. Now, some parents even say giving their child the oil has helped with autism and seizure disorders, but is trying, but is trying it wise or even legal. Now, first thing first, Though it's derived from cannabis, a CB oil is not the same as recreational marijuana or medical marijuana and doesn't contain and it does not contain meaningful amounts of THC, which is a compound in marijuana that produces a high. Now, the oil, which is not physically addictive, is typically taken as a liquid under the tongue via gel capsule or as a cream. It can also be mixed with food. Okay. Now, they're saying that CBD is thought to work on something in the body called the endocannabinoid system. I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with that, which is involved in maintaining homeostasis or balance. Now, there are receptors for the system in many parts of the body, including the brain, which is why it's believed to help a host of different conditions. Now, the most Recent uh, uh, research that was done on CBD is for its use with seizure disorders like epilepsy. Now, um, Dr. Jennifer Laurie says that the body of evidence that is effective for other disorders is much less. Okay. Now, she is the chairperson of the American Academy of Pediatrics Council on Environmental Health and Chief of Medical Toxology at Children's Mercy, Kansas, Kansas City. For other conditions, she says, the evidence is largely anecdotal. Cannabis is still classified as a Schedule One drug in the U.S., so it can't be researched as well. Okay, this is Janice Bissix. She's a registered dietitian who became a holistic cannabis practitioner. And, of course, as I tell you readers, please read this um, article in its entirety. Now, the most common negative side effect of CBD are drowsiness, and dry mouth, but these often go away after a couple of weeks of use. Now, keep in mind that CBD oil can be pricey 
because of the cost in growing the plants and extracting the oil. Now, the FDA doesn't regulate CBD oil, so it's buyer beware. And a new Gallup poll um, from Citizens Truth, Justin Lopez, on 9-26-2019 states the following, that 14% of Americans use the CBD oil, and it's all across the board. Okay, for for different various things. So, Reginald, I'm going to start with you first because you are a mental health therapist. And I want to hear your thoughts on the particulars that I just read. And then, uh, Michelle, I'm going to come to you for comment. And I want you to talk about, you know, regarding the use of CBD oil for individuals who are dealing with depression and anxiety, for example. Do you think this is a good use of this oil? Well, it can be uh, depending on on the patient, depending on the client, <clears throat> you know, like any um, uh, medication or anything, you know, something will work for one uh, patient and may not work for the other. Uh, but I have heard some some positive things about it. Um, and of course, because the THC is extracted uh, from the plant, um, you know, went, uh, to be used for, for those other things. Uh, so actually, I know someone who is currently using that uh, to help her with her anxiety and, and depression. And she's had uh, some really positive um, uh, benefits from it. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, she was using, uh, you know, regular medication for uh, her anxiety and depression. And um, she's had some really good uh, positive effects from uh, the CBD oil. So, um yeah, mm-hmm. you know, again, it depends on on the patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that, Michelle. Let's hear your comments. Uh, I again, I agree thoroughly uh, with with Reginald. Is it's like any any drug that keeps some people can be allergic to it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you have to know these things uh, in advance. If you know, if you're going to go into a, a whole therapy uh, plan. But uh, mm-hmm. I I have heard great things about it from people who've uh, been under cancer treatment, and mm-hmm. um, that that's I have a very limited uh, experience with mm-hmm. it. So uh, that's that's all I know personally. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, um, and 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 the thing is, I I also to want to, well, while I'm on this subject in the medical, I want to recognize that this is um, um, the month of October is, um, uh, you know, uh, awareness for women, you know, with breast cancer. And um, so I want to just make a quick shout out to women to make sure that you go in for your testing and, um, and, and things like that, your yearly testing to make sure that you're all, oh, that you're all okay out there. You know, don't don't mess around. Make sure that, you know, you don't some women, depending on how long you've been here, you don't have to go every year. But I'm just saying to make sure that you go and get your testing and make sure that you're OK as we are celebrating uh, this month. There's been a lot of um, uh, breakthroughs for uh, breast cancer and a lot of survivors. OK, so um, but going back to the CBD oil, um, I do know a lot of people that are taking it. And and I also see, you know, when I go in for a doctor's appointment and different things like that, that they're using CBD oil. And also a lot of masseuse are incorporating it in their, you know, their regime. They may put some in the, in the oils that they massage people, uh, people with. 
what do you think about that, Reginald? I mean, would you would you like mm-hmm. to, you know, at first say, well, wait, I don't know if I want any CBD oil, um, you know, on my body? Because like uh, uh, Michelle and you are also saying, you know, there can be allergic reactions from that. Right. It can. be. Oh, and, and first of all, let me say good morning to Michelle. Um, yeah, it, it can be. Um, I've known of, of people who have used it. Um, but then there were other people again who who didn't have a good reaction to it. So I would mm-hmm. I would think that you would check with your um, check with your doctor, check with your medical provider, uh, you know, prior to using it, because uh, there could be you know adverse reactions from from the medication. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have heard of people who have used it during um, uh, a massage therapy and things like that, and have had some good. Uh, some very positive reactions from it, and then there mm-hmm. are others that I have read about who 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 didn't. So mm-hmm. uh, you know you have have to be careful with it, and and again, just it's always check with your medical provider first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Michelle, our last comment. Yes. Uh, yes. Good morning, Reginald. Uh, I, I I just think that this, this is something that's been used for thousands of years. This is nothing new, and the Western world uh, has just discovered uh, Chinese medicine and Native American rituals. This is all very, very embedded in a lot of cultures. So if mm-hmm. they want to do research, that would be a place to go because it's already been uh, used for thousands of years. For thousands to very of years. Success, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And I, you know, that's something that I was going to say. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up is that they don't need to go out spending a, a whole lot of, um, um, you know, time researching and things. They could just go straight to the individuals that have used it and have had success out of it and also can tell them how to use it, you know, so that they can have success with the CBD um, oil that that is now being used for varying things, and I I exactly I absolutely uh, um, excuse me I absolutely applaud people that can use it because it is better than you know a lot of the medical industry want to prescribe a pill for this a pill for that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work and it's very expensive. Um, you know I know that they're saying that the CBD oil is pricey. I particularly have not. I did not check what the pricing list of CBD oil is um, as I'm doing this report. Um, however, um, I know that, you know, that the, the medications, I do not believe that it can be any higher than a lot of the medications that are being prescribed to people who are having a very trying time to pay for their medications. So I think that um, uh, this could be something that uh, individuals uh, can use, you know, in lieu of, you know, the traditional medical prescribed medicines that doctors are, are, are giving to their patients. Okay. Thank you guys for that. Very good conversation. So now guess what? We're going to move on to the whistleblower conversation. Okay. Well, now this is an article that was written um, in the national security by Josh Mitchell. He reported it on the 29th of September and the title is whistleblower is expected to testify soon. House intelligent chairman Schiff says now this article says in part, um, that the whistleblower's complaint released last week focuses on a July 25th phone call between that person in the White House that slaves built and the Ukrainian president, 
Vladimir Zelensky. The complaint alleges that the person in the White House that slaves bill sought to use the powers of his office to push Ukraine to investigate Democratic rival Joe Biden and that White House officials acted to conceal evidence of the president's actions. Now, the whistleblower at the central center of the impeachment investigation of the person in the White House that slaves bill will testify in the House very soon, though in a way that will protect his identity, the Democrat leading probe said on last Sunday. Now, the whistleblower whose identity hasn't been public is a man who works for the Central Intelligence Agency, also known as the CIA. The Wall Street Journal confirmed this, they're saying, last week. Now, the House is waiting for the whistleblower's attorneys to receive security clearances, said Representative Adam Schiff of California, who is the House Intelligence Committee chairman. Now, Schiff says that we'll get the unfiltered testimony of that whistleblower, and we are taking all the precautions to protect his identity, he stated. A lawyer for the whistleblower said, talks with lawmakers are ongoing. We continue to work with both parties in the House and Senate, and we understand and we all agree that protecting the whistleblower's identity is paramount. It isn't clear how the whistleblower would testify without risking exposure of his identity. Any meeting with lawmakers would likely need to take place in a secure room known as a sensitive compartmented information facility or SCIF, given the sensitivity of the information at issue, um, according to national security lawyers. Now, while those rooms are available on Capitol Hill, Michelle, appearing there likely would pose additional challenges to protect the whistleblower's anonymity, given the number of people, especially reporters that, you know, that are going to be in the halls of Congress. Now, one alternative that the whistleblower's legal team and lawmakers may pursue would be to arrange a meeting with SCIF at an executive branch agency. People familiar are with the matter. This is what they're saying. Now, I have two questions and I'm going to start with Michelle. Do you think that it is important that the whistleblower's identity is protected and isn't it going to be a heavy task? for all involved to keep his identity quiet as Congress will be interviewing him. I'm going to say him or her. I don't know. I don't specifically know if it's who it is um, in, in the open. You you know, you understand what I'm saying, Michelle? Do you think that yes, this is going absolutely. to be a, a, yeah. a big task? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very much so. First of all, this whistleblower protection is, is critical for having a democracy it's a, it's an additional check on authority that mm-hmm. these whistleblowers come forward with information that they perceive is some kind of a threat. That mm-hmm. it's a threat to the order of things. And it's very important that they're protected. Uh, he who shall remain nameless, uh, is, is really stomping on, on sacred ground. Because that kind of uh, feedback from a whistleblower is critical to put a mm-hmm. check on uh, people in power, and that's mm-hmm. actually why he dislikes it so much. He doesn't—he's mm-hmm. not used to having any check on anything. He's just throwing a tantrum. So, mm-hmm. uh, getting them into a secure location is going to be a huge challenge 
in that they become identified just by showing up. So they might have, they could have a group of people that arrive at the same time. You, you know, there are different ways that they could go about it so that even though the reporters are, are present, they wouldn't know exactly who the individual was. Mm-hmm. Reginald, That's I'd like to hear, hear. your comments. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Reginald, let's hear your comments about that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's important for the whistleblower's uh, identity to be protected. Um, when the Constitution, when the Founding Fathers put the Constitution together, they were looking for, they, they were, you know, it was this, this part is for someone just like Trump. This is why mm-hmm. this was, you know, this this how the Constitution was put together for this kind of thing, because mm-hmm. this is now this shows this is exactly why they did what they did, um, mm-hmm. you know, to have checks and balances. Uh, no mm-hmm. one is above the law. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the whistleblower has, you know, a lot of information. I'm sure that he or she. Uh, you know, could talk about. Obviously, there was something very disturbing to uh, the whistleblower. That's why they they did what they did. And also, uh, you know, they should not be, he or she should not be intimidated uh, the way Pompeo uh, has been trying to intimidate that person or put kind of any limits on uh, information or or who or what can can be shared. Um, exactly. Now, Pompeo mm-hmm. was, was against this person uh, 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 testifying, but when when he was in, when he being Pompeo was in Congress, and they had a gazillion Benghazi investigations against Hillary Clinton, he mm-hmm. was part of the group that did exactly now what he doesn't want to do. You know, mm-hmm. as far as uh, you know, this investigation, so. So, so you can't have it both ways, and and I'm sure that there's some very disturbing, more disturbing information that this person has to share. Of course, and this is why this is why this individual is coming forward because it's like, okay, this is enough. And the, and one of the things I, there's a few things that we're going to talk about this for a little bit is that you know the, this that thing in the White House that slaves built. From the very onset, you know, we have we meaning you, uh, Reginald and Michelle, we have discussed this um, on our sh- on my show before. Is that they had let um, him get away with too much from the very onset of his presidency. And um, this actually this even started in his campaign, you know, of letting him get away with saying um, racial things. Uh, for example, and no, and nobody never, uh, you know, went after him about it. They, uh, you know, turned their head, gave it a blind eye or whatever they did. They did not go after him as they should have gone after him for the things that, that he, that he has said. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, and I also feel that, yeah, they're all in an uproar because they have no idea what this individual who works for CIA, you know, and they have the, the, the wherewithal to know a whole lot, Reginald and Michelle. You know, they have, they have all of the unfiltered information. They got all of the satellites. They got, uh, you know, everything, uh, all of the, mm-hmm. you know, the useful tools, let's say, um, right. uh, to be able, <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to, to, uh, say, you know, explicitly and truthfully that this is what's happening and this is what's being said and this is what's being done or, you know, um, you know, things like that, you know, and it's like, um, 
The other comment that I, I want to hear from you guys, <coughs> excuse me, is that this person in the White House, how dare he say he wants to have a meeting with the whistleblower? You know, now you can start off by saying, you know, this is absurd. You know, this is crazy, but it's much more beyond that. Um, your comment, uh, Reginald? Yeah, you know, all of that is a way of, I mean, it's, it's so, it's just so ridiculous. It's just, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's like a living nightmare, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's a way of, again, trying to intimidate, uh, the person. But then again, Trump doesn't know anything. He says he will, you know, he, he doesn't know that the whistleblower should be, uh, protected. He, he doesn't understand that he cannot sit there and have a meeting with a whistleblower, uh, you know, to try and intimidate them. It's, it's just, again, more of his ignorance that he does not <laughs> know. He knows nothing about sure. nothing. Exactly. You know? and, it's, and it's just scary. Yes, it, it is. It's very scary. Um, Michelle, your comment? Well, I don't even know where to begin. Um, the, the fact <laughs> is, the you have to have, in order to have laws, you have to have an agreement with the society that these laws apply to everyone. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you don't have a democracy. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the fact is that the person we're discussing has no respect for law and has done mm-hmm. everything throughout his life to bend the law, as mm-hmm. evidenced by him being sent away to uh, military school for discipline and things like that. Uh, the fact that he was blocking his grades from being released from his high school and his college uh, experiences. And he, he lied. Well, Reginald, you know best, better than anyone. This is not a a person who is well balanced and healthy mentally. I mean, you don't right. have to be a PhD in mental awareness to know this. And I don't say, <laughs> right. I say that, uh, really uh, anyone, if, if a CEO of, of a company carried on like this, they would be so removed so fast that it would be, mm-hmm. you know, unbelievable. That's so, right. That's um, right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, look at how his cabinet members, how they're, you know, uh, how they're acting, you know, is um, this this um, article goes on to say, um, uh, actually, this is a report, <clears throat> excuse me, on CNN 10-1. And it says that Secretary of State Mark Mike Pompeo was on the July 25th phone call between um, that thing in the White House and Ukrainian President uh, Vladimir Zelensky. And the call spurred, in part, a whistleblower complaint about this this nut in the White House. I mean, come on. And then it says also that he, that thing in the White House, urged Australia's prime minister to help Attorney General William Barr in his review of the origins of the Russia investigation. What I'm saying here is that he is continuously and he is consistently more, he is consistently beyond racism and just outlandish stuff. I mean, he is a whirlwind. I think that if he were to have, you know, if, if it were to be mandated that he had mental um, assistance, and let's say it would be you, Reginald. I think that you would need an assist of of three or four other uh, medical professionals in your field 
just to deal with, you know, the, the deep darkness that's in his mind. I mean, can we talk about, uh, for a moment here, what he said yesterday? Um, that, you know, about the individuals coming o- over from Mexico to shoot them in their, in their legs mm-hmm. so that they can't run. And how about, you know, having snakes and or alligators, you know, as, as a moat so that they fall in and then they could be, um, you know, eaten alive. What about that? It's further evidence that the person is unstable and mm-hmm. it is, it is, uh, the people, I don't blame him because he, I think he really is impaired as much as the people who are his apologists. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Giuliani has now, uh, swirled God. so far off the planet. He, he, he mm-hmm. has such a golden reputation after 9-11 and he squandered the whole thing by backing this horse. Mm-hmm. He did the wrong, made a bad choice there. And, mm-hmm. uh, he is seeking such to be in the limelight that he'll do anything to, to get back into that situation. This is a cult of personality is what I would call it. Uh, Reginald, what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, well, Giuliani, um, you know, before 9-11, well, Giuliani, mm-hmm. has, Giuliani has sold his soul to Trump. There's no doubt about it. But Giuliani mm-hmm. was a snake prior to 9-11. 9-11, unfortunately, was the thing that, that saved him politically. Because before 9-11, people wanted him out. You know, yes. he was fooling mm-hmm. around on his wife. He was doing all kind of under, underhanded things. And then at 9-11, all of a sudden, the media decides to, to name him uh, um, uh, the you country's know, like mayor. A- you, you yeah. know, um, yeah. you know, but you know, however they put it, um, um, the country's mayor, USA mayor, you know, what they came yeah. up with, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so this guy has been a snake for for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, and and just back to Pompeo really quickly. Now, on the Sunday show, Pompeo was saying that he had no um, uh, knowledge of this phone call. I mean, he sat there I mean, I saw some of those <laughs> interviews and he sat there and lied. And I'm thinking, ah, even this body language says he's lying. Mm-hmm. Now it comes mm-hmm. out that he was, he was there. He was actually mm-hmm. there, you know, listening. Yep. So, yeah. He was so there the, listening. Yeah. So the whole, well, I think he knows that he's in trouble by, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He knows he's in trouble. And, and Giuliani knows he's in trouble, and Trump knows he's in trouble, oh, well. and Barr knows he's in trouble, and um, um, uh, the vice president knows he's in trouble. He's in trouble. So, Is so that there, well. You know, I mean, it's going to talk about throwing each other under the bus. You the ain't bus. seen nothing yet. And Trump yeah. is going to well, be the bus driver of throwing people under the bus. You got yeah. it. And we ought to do a twofer. We ought to get uh, Pence out as well, because he... Talk about oh, the You know, they always said, well, I've got to watch the quiet one. And mm-hmm. um, right. Right. The, the thing with him is you can't trust the word he says. He's such a sycophant. And then mm-hmm. we would get Nancy Pelosi uh, to be president. <laughs> yeah, until after the Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Until everything, yeah, until all of the, you know, when we have the next election and and, right. and, and, and so forth, you know, because they all know that they're snake in the grass. But I also want to throw in, 
um, uh, the you know the turtle as well, Reginald, because he's all involved mm-hmm. in in this as well. Uh, his oh, name yeah. escapes me, but you know who I'm I'm talking about the turtle that. Oh, Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, all right. he's all involved in in this as well. He doesn't get a, a a passing a a passing grade on anything. He's involved in this. And and the thing is is that it is it's it's very sad this what's happening um you know in in our country. You know, this is a great country. It has a lot of things that it needs to to pay for. Let's let's start with you know what they did to the indigenous people here. But however, you know, it's it's just um it's just terrible the things that's unfolding um, you know, and, and it gets worse and worse. I mean, he came out yesterday and said the thing about, you know, having snakes and alligators and, and shooting people. I mean, in any other country, I'm sure they would have just exited him out of there immediately, you know, but I agree with you, Michelle, and I know Reginald, you agree as well because we talked about this too. Yes, let's do a twofer because you got to get Pence out of there too. Mm-hmm. He has to go. A- there's no, there's no, there's no going to be no thing. Okay, well, he'll take over for Trump. No, 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 no. He he's got to go too. No, he's got. You know, Pence, Pence is just a you know snake in the grass, just just like Trump. And yes. and if any now, can you imagine? Okay, now this whole thing about a moat and shooting people in their legs and snakes yeah. and things. Can you imagine how? Mm. The Republicans mm-hmm. would have acted if President Obama said that. Could you imagine how they would have reacted if we would have been, they still been talking about it? You know, I mean, <laughs> even could you imagine how people would have reacted even if George Bush said it? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? But but these people are bending over backwards. It's just amazing yes. how these people are bending over backwards to protect yeah. and make uses for this guy well I, uh, these know, are all poster children for term limits because exactly. term That's limits right. would end all this baloney That's because right. there wouldn't be a, a there would be a bona fide way go do your service and then leave that was it was never designed to be a career path absolutely absolutely washington you know he 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 served that way he you know not that i'm some Truly big George Washington fan, but I but I respect you know what he did as the first president of of this country. You know we can look at you know some of the slave ownership and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. but that's for another time. But he served his time and 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 he left. He could have mm-hmm. been in for life, but, mm-hmm. but he served his time and left. And you're right, Michelle, that it wasn't designed. You should not be in there thirty years like Mitch McConnell. I know, isn't it ridiculous? Are you yeah, the citizen politician model was designed for people to bring their expertise from their from their daily lives. If you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if if you're an entrepreneur, you bring those skills to Washington, serve the country with those things, and then then you leave. And that's right. how you Out. leave something better than when it went there. Yeah, that's right. And I don't and and I and I don't think that any of them should be over two terms. And, and I, and, and I just want to make a point and we're going to move on to the next discussion is that, you know, a lot of these people, like, like you were just saying, Michelle, you know, bring their expertise and, you know, they're, if they're an attorney or if they're a, a, a doctor or, or, or teacher or whatever, the, the sad thing about it is that a lot of these people that are running for office are neither any of those. They're just regular uh, people, just regular layman individuals. That's it. You know, 
And then now all of a sudden that they're smart or whatever. I don't think so. Okay, let's move on, guys. Let's move on to the some teachers in Florida will be carrying guns in their classroom. This is a report that was on CBS Morning News dated 10-1-2019. And also this was an extremely controversial topic in the last couple of years. Let's say that it kind of went silent for a bit. Now, CNN reporter Scotty Andrew on 10-1-2019 wrote an article titled, Some Teachers in Florida Can Carry Guns Inside Classrooms Now. As of October 1st, some Florida teachers can carry firearms on campus. The measure is part of a controversial bill that Governor Ron DeSantis signed in May. The legislation was based on recommendations made in response to the mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in February 2018. Now, the bill authorizes school districts to implement at least one school safety officer per public school. The definition is broad and could include a school resource officer, law enforcement official employed by the district, a school security guard, or a school guardian. Now, before the bill was passed, teachers were prohibited from serving as guardians in schools, according to the bill's text. Now, guardians must pass psychological and drug screenings and complete at least 144 hours of training, according to the Florida Department of Education. So now school districts may opt out you know, in the, you know, in the, to the program, but the bill doesn't require teachers or districts to participate. But so far, 39 out of Florida's 67 counties opted to participate in the program, including Broward County, despite the school board's initial refusal to join the program. Now, arming teachers was already legal in some school districts before the mass shooting in Parkland. Since then, the debate around guns in school has only grown more contentious. Now, in August, New York Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo passed legislation banning school districts from arming teachers. The article goes on to say, in part, the answer to the gun violence epidemic plaguing this country has never been and never will be guns, he said at this time. Your comments, Reginald? You know, it's just a way of doing and saying and putting a smoke screen up to protect the NRA instead of going mm-hmm. to the heart of the problem. Teachers, mm-hmm. in my opinion, should not be armed. And I would Mm-mm. beg to say that the majority of, of, of teachers, I don't have any proof on this. I haven't taken a poll, obviously. But I would beg to say that the majority of teachers would not be in favor of carrying guns. The problem mm-hmm. is the access of guns, how people can buy guns, what the NRA is doing, how the NRA um, has bought and sold the majority of these politicians in, in Washington. Mm-hmm. That is the, the problem. Guns are being made like refrigerators every day. You know, like we need an assembly line for guns the way we need an assembly line for refrigerators or cars or or anything like that. So, you know, can Mm -hmm. you imagine, um, you know, um, a kindergarten teacher with a gun strapped on his or her belt? I mean, are are you kidding me? Have have we come to this? And it's sad that we have come to this. 
Yeah, it is. It's very sad. Michelle, let's hear your comments. Well, I, I first of all, I grew up in a school. We always had a police officer at the school. And uh, there, the, the, he was armed, and nobody thought two things about it. It was just part of the landscape. I think it encourages people who are looking for a big splash anyway to confront these people. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't. I think teachers have a hard enough time teaching as it is. I don't mm-hmm. think they need any distractions. I think it is um, I, the selection process and the screening process is arduous, and I have I wouldn't want to be responsible for unleashing that in a school um, in terms of saying yay or nay that this person is qualified. That that's yeah. not the point. I'm I'm with Reginald on this. It's it's about the access to the firearm, and this is a, first of all people would understand the Second Amendment. It was meant for militias to be uh, armed and prepared in case of an uprising. It had nothing to do with hunters and and all of that. That was just part of the general culture anyway. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I'm against the idea of arming the teachers. I think if they have a resource officer, a, a singular person, or one in each building, or however big the campus is, that should be decided. Uh, I think that's uh, law enforcement. Exactly. And the, and the thing is with me, as I was discussing um, this with um, uh, Reginald offline earlier this week and other people, I am totally against teachers having firearms. I, it's just ridiculous. Now, some teachers may you know, think that that's a great idea. And then, and then like um, you were saying, Reginald, I believe that, a lot of teachers are against the idea. I can just see something, you know, crazy happening, like um, the gun went off accidentally and, and shot a kid mm-hmm. or shot the teacher mm-hmm. or uh, the teacher went off and started mm-hmm. shooting the kids. You know, I don't care what kind of um, um, uh, base in, in, in uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't I don't care what kind of uh, basic training that they're that they're going to give these teachers and psychological examinations and stuff that does not mean that they have the wherewithal to react should an outbreak mm-hmm. happen okay mm-hmm. but i mean it's it's just i i just think that it is unconscionable the things that are going on right now you know um in our country and and um when um we were coming up you know there were so many other things that were implemented that we didn't have, you know, the overwhelming majority of the stuff we had truant officers. Um, parents were um, demanded that they come to school for meetings. Uh, if they didn't, mm-hmm. their child could be suspended or whatever. Kids had homework. Uh, kids had to be respectable. They got up and said uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. They, you know, whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. the thing is, is that all of that has gone awry. And this is at this. What I just said is a big result of what we have right now, what we have mm-hmm. right now. What do you think, original? Yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. And, you know, again, and, you know, it's, it's just mind boggling. And sometimes I just get so, uh, you know, upset and, and, and emotional about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. How, how many more times, uh, you know, do we have to lose our babies? 
in mm-hmm. these schools. You know, how, how, how many more times, how many more mm-hmm. times do uh, these politicians want to come out and talk about, oh, you're, you're in our thoughts and prayers? How many more times do, you know, Mitch McConnell and, and the rest of, of the, of the evil cabal have to say, well, you know, just now is not the time after shooting. Now is not the time to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. knowing that mm-hmm. that's just going to give them some time and then, you know, after a few weeks, after a month or two or three, then it's kind of hush hush until the mm-hmm. next one, until the next exactly. war, until the next mm-hmm. Walmart. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so this 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 is enough. This yeah. is enough. Exactly. Now, Michelle, um, you know, I just want to remind our listeners, if anyone is just uh, tuning in to us and 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 never heard um, your broadcast, Michelle used to be a teacher um uh in the in the system and then and, and I can only imagine that she was a, a you know a great teacher because you know she's a, a a great person now she's very um helpful and and very well spoken so Michelle what can you imagine if if you were still in um you know the field of teaching right now and then you know here this gun situation comes up you know uh what would you tell them off the bat well, first of all, I think no one is looking at the liability issue here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it, I think it's really over the top. It's, it's really not a gun issue as much as it is a societal, where it's society's breakdown and our inability to control. And that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do is control something. And mm-hmm. the fact that the, the, they're terrified of teenagers. They're, they can't control them. They want to control this culture. I'll tell you what. I taught in the inner city of Detroit in the 70s. So mm-hmm. let me tell you, that that was a seedbed of all kinds of um, discontent. Mm-hmm. It was the height of the black power movement. Students were bringing guns to school. they carve out their books. And they would put mm-hmm. guns in. There were locked. This is true story. They they would uh, the principal would go around and uh, uh, spot check lockers for, mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. I mean, it was interesting to say the least. But the mm-hmm. fact was that you give one unbalanced person access to a firearm, and you've got yourself uh, a, a salad of regret because yeah. it is absolutely so dangerous to the innocent people who have no interest in hurting anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, Reginald, and you, you address the idea of these people who are, these are not well individuals, but beyond that, it's not their mental state. It's the fact that they get access to these firearms. Is exactly. Is exactly. And when, um, 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 President Obama was in office. He had put in in play a lot of um, uh, things that would, you know, curtail this and started working on, uh, you know, the NRA. And then that thing in the White House got in there and, um, you know, started dismantling everything. But I want to touch again on the liability um, a portion of this is, is, is what I was saying uh, earlier. I did not say liability, but you said it, Michelle. And this is what I'm saying that. Just, I, it, it's, it's just not going to be a good thing. It is just not going to be a good thing. We're going to have worse and worse things going on. I mean, you can have a teacher that's going to hold the, 
the classroom hostage. Maybe they're having a bad day or, you know, there's so much mm-hmm. mental in, in instability in our country. I'm not talking about the world right now, but in our country, there's so much mental instability um, uh, in our country. And I'm that is not my profession. And um, but I have common sense and I can see the mental instability that continues to seemingly grow by leaps and bounds in our in our country. And a lot of it is because people have disconnected themselves from the source, which is God. Now, none of you out there, if you don't believe, then that's fine. But this is my show and I can say it. They have disconnected themselves from the source, which is God. They don't believe in any laws because if you believe in God, you believe in laws because he set the first uh, laws and rules um, for um, uh, human beings to follow. Um, as we're driving down the street, individuals, you know, they decide to turn however they want to turn, do whatever they want to do. They start fights with other passengers. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Nobody has any respect for the laws anymore. Your comment, Reginald? Yeah, well, you know, you're speaking of of not being in, um, uh, you know, losing the source. And, uh, you know, God is a God of laws. And uh, you're right, the first 10 laws that he implemented were the Ten Commandments, you know, which were laws. You know, the other thing, President Obama, you know, uh, it, there was a law where it restricted people who were known to have mental issues, mental disabilities, mental illnesses, uh, and, and people who are on the no-fly zone uh, for them not to be able to buy or purchase and access a firearm. One of the first mm-hmm. things Trump did was rescind that law. So, But they mm-hmm. want to sit up and talk about, oh, this is a mental health issue, this is a mental health issue. But he is the one who rescinded that law. Again, one of the first things that he did was rescind mm-hmm. that law with people who have mental illnesses, known mental illnesses, and, and are on the no-fly zone, can now, again, buy a gun, purchase a firearm. So, yeah, you know, and the I mean, hypocrisy is just, it's just amazing. Uh-huh, exactly. And that's because he himself is demonic nature. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, because anybody who is of good and greatness do not act this way. So I totally agree with what Michelle has said about the instability of Trump. Lord knows if anybody listens to my, my, me and my program, they know I have definitely not, uh, <laughs> uh, bitten my tongue on how I feel about him and his entire administration. And, and it is, and I'm saying it is not of anything good. It is of evil, plain and simple, period. You know, so, um, uh, but I want to move on real quick because I got maybe about seven more minutes and I want to get one more important topic in. And that is about the ripple effect from the state in Michigan is devastating. It is being reported, Reginald and Michelle, that approximately 49,000 salaried and hourly employees in Michigan with more than 17,000 represented by the UAW, they're still on strike since 9-16-2019, you know, and the strikers are able to get get this $250 a week as the UAW reminds the strikers to remain calm. You know, don't get, you know, upset and start fights and get arrested and all of this kind of stuff. Now, the union wants all of their participating negotiators and staff in one room at the main table. GM, as usual, on the other side, wants issues to be resolved in smaller groups or committees. The sources say 
This is affecting progress on contractual issues. The Detroit Free Press reported on 10-1-2019 by Jamie L. LaRue in part that UAW rejects GM's latest offer, tells member it came up short. Now, says we're in it for the long haul. We want a fair and equitable contract for our membership. This strike has been coming for a long time, said O'Hara. The company uh, was bailed out by the American taxpayer. Yes, it was. Uh, thankful to uh, President Barack Obama. And we took concessions. And now that GM is back on their feet, making billions, we're not asking for the world. We're just asking for a fair contract for our members. Now, for all of you out there who do not know what the strike is about, let me enlighten you. These are some of the main unresolved issues. Number one, the UA- UAW workers share of health care costs. The other thing is temporary workers. The next thing is wage increases and building more products in the United States. Okay. So now it is also slated to go into recession, meaning the state of Michigan. Now, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she is a Democrat, is facing off with the Republican controlled legislature over the state budget as an end of month deadline looms. Now, this was in September. Now, saying that this is an awful situation for the state and our economy as a whole, the economy has been slowing. And Charles Ballard, who is a professor at Michigan State University, stated that if you squint, nothing has happened. No jobs have been added in Michigan since January of this year. Okay, Reginald, your comments? Yeah, you know, the the trickle down effect, the ripple effect of that of that strike. will be devastating for other companies as well, companies that supply uh, nuts and bolts and, and tires and glass and, mm-hmm. and material for, for seats and, you know, just, just on and on. Again, always whenever there's a strike or something like that, I think of um, a woman who had uh, a company in Chicago, uh, actually a woman of color, a black woman, and, and a small company of like 20 people, and they supplied nuts and bolts and screws. Uh, to mm-hmm. to General Motors and Ford and Chrysler, so you know now that's going to affect those other you know companies you know the the ripple effect and and you know President Obama helped them bail them out as as he should have. Mm-hmm. They're making a lot of money. They they've recovered. They recovered so fast that they were able to pay back the loan quicker and with interest. Mm-hmm. And so. The people who are on the assembly lines who are making these cars, they they deserve some of that reward. They deserve absolutely, that. absolutely. They, um, they deserve yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to interrupt you, Rachel, but I'm kind of pressed for time. I want to hear Michelle comments about this. Michelle. Okay. Well, I used to live in Michigan, mm-hmm. and Michigan was always the canary in the coal mine. We were the mm-hmm. first to go under and the last to recover. And mm-hmm. it, the whole idea about these, it, it's one word. It's called greed. Mm-hmm. The, there is no, uh, they're so terrified of socialism, but they don't mm-hmm. understand what it means to share the wealth. And exactly. profit, profit sharing it used to be a big theme in the late 80s and the 90s. And that sort of went out the window. And mm-hmm. all of these, uh, you know, bless Bernie Saunders. I wish him well in his recovery. 
you know, the 1%. The fact is, what are they going to do with all that money? It's like they've lost, they've lost their vision of life that you can't see that without these people on the line, they're not going to get a nickel. Exactly. Everything you read, Reginald, I'm sure you see this all the time. If you take Mm -hmm. care of your people, you take care of your employees, they're your first customers because these are people who are a reflection of you as a company. They are the energy of you as a company. And keep keep them happy. Share. But see, these people don't know sharing it. Anything to do with the unmentionable. See, you're talking about a person who has absolutely no core principle upon which, uh, you know, just look at his private life and you can, you know, everybody makes mistakes. That's not what we're talking about here. But, you know, his his wife's having a baby and he's off with a porn star. I mean, there there has to be some, no, sincerely, and again, without judgment, just being objective. Looking yeah. at the behavior of a person like anyone who follows them has got to question their own motives. Okay, I, I I'm really have to, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to cut it, cut it right here because we have run out of time. Okay, and um, I thank you, Michelle and Reginald, for being exceptional guests. We kind of run over. Uh, thank you guys for listening to me. I just want to leave you with one thing. Be kind to yourself. That's where it starts first. Then be kind to one another. This is Teresa Keys. I will see you in one month, the first Thursday of November. And take care of yourself. And God bless you all. <laughs>